0: if you haven't heard yet about anchor it is the easiest way to make a podcast it's free there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will even distribute your podcast to spotify and apple podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard you can even make money from your podcast no matter the size of your audience it really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place so download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is coach Tony Miller, and you're listening to a quick timeout. A quick timeout to talk about the topic of contesting shots. I'm excited to have Coach Andrew Wingreen on today's podcast. Coach Wingreen and I spent five years together on the same staff at Bob Jones University. He's coached at several other levels, including NAIA and Division III. I think you're really going to enjoy what he has for you today. Before I get to Coach Wingreen, today's topic may seem a bit random, but I thought it was actually pretty timely given the fact that we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs. A quick stat from last night's game, the Warriors and Rockets shot a total of 76 threes and made 28 of those attempts. We all know that the game has changed and that the number of threes that has been attempted by teams each game has continued to rise, so I figured this would be a pretty good time for us to discuss the topic of contesting shots. Coach, when did you start tracking this kind of stat and what was the reasoning behind it?
1: I started tracking contested shots back in 2016 uh, when I was actually at Bob Jones the reasoning behind it was, you know, we were, we were struggling that season, I had lost a lot of games uh, early on, and we were just trying to find, you know, find a way to give more effort to play better defense, the, you know, find something that really enhanced our pack line. And as I was trying to, to do some research and look at what might help and what might get us on the right track, I came across a video from Eric Musselman, who's the current head coach at Arkansas, uh, but back then was at Nevada. And he shared this stat from the NBA about closeout distance and how, you know, they tracked it zero to two feet, two to four, four to seven and over seven feet and how the distance of that shot, you know, impacted shooting percentage. So um, I was really intrigued by that and decided I wanted to start doing it. And honestly, after we started tracking contested shots and we really made it a priority in practice and in games and really emphasized it, our defense changed dramatically. And um, it was really cool to see. What did you find once you started tracking those things? Well, we found a lot of things uh, once we started tracking this stat. But first and foremost, we started to realize that we could win games with better closeouts. And as I said before, the you know the season kind of got out to a rough start that year. And um, once we started tracking this stat and really emphasizing it in practice and in games and letting guys know where we were at, I think we finished that season 11-3 and three and really had a, a great finish to our season, made a run. And uh, I can attribute a lot of that to you know, the effort our guys gave in the closeouts. And just to give you a sense of, of what that looks like, so when we track closeouts... The distance is, you know, we track zero to two feet. So, did I close out with high hands in the shooter's face within that zero to two foot distance, which is what we shoot for every time? That's our goal. And then there's a two to four, two to four feet range, and then I, I like to do just four plus. So instead of doing four to seven and seven plus, I'll just stop at four plus. And if if we're not within four feet, closing out on a guy, hands down, late, no effort, that's just going to be in that category and and that's when we start struggling but what we found when we tracked those those closeouts was not only did it affect winning and losing but you know you start talking about what's the process to get to a win or what's the process that leads to a loss and we started seeing that when we were you know contesting 0 to 2 feet our defensive field goal percentage was about 20.5% you know the numbers i have in front of me are the other team was 67 for 327 Uh, over the course of this season and shot 20.5 percent when we tightly contested shots when we were two to four feet away the field goal percentage was still decent but it went up to 39.5 percent at four plus feet the shooting percentage was 51.8 so zero to two feet went all the way from 20.5 percent if we were four plus feet and went to 51.8 percent so i think that's a huge difference and really show why this is
0: important what does it practically look like for a coach who's teaching the emphasizing closeouts? I guess it would be good if we started by asking, are you a one or two hand closeout guy?
1: Truthfully, I I used to be a two hand guy. Like I was very adamant that we put two hands up and we really make sure that we, we get those shots to contest with two hands. But uh, over the last few years I, I've kind of laid back on those and I don't really have a preference I think my biggest my biggest concern and my biggest emphasis would be that that we're in a proper stance we're on balance and we do have a hand up um, I don't really care if it's one or two but as long as we can contest a shot and then we're in a position to move and level off a ball handler if he starts to drive I think that's that's my main concern do you teach choppy feet or some other technique so I think the way you teach a closeout is going to vary on on what your purpose and what your identity is as a defensive team you know do you try and force baseline are you a pack line team um are you guys up the up the line i think you have to ask yourself what fits best for the style of defense that you're playing and i know for you know when i was at bob jones and when we first started tracking this stat we were a pack line team and we really wanted to take away the baseline drives and we really wanted to pack that pain in and um so we taught choppy feet and i think we never wanted guys to to blow by shooters and to jump past them. So I think, you know, choppy feet, you know, keeping your butt down, high hands, keeping that, you know, your weight on your heels a little bit so you still can go vertical, but if a guy drives, your momentum's gonna be taking you back. I think is is definitely a positive way to go. But I also been challenged with some different ways of thinking, how to how to close out. I know John Beeline at the final four this past year, he did a clinic and, and he talked about closeouts a little bit and what they teach at Michigan is to jump and contest those shots. But as soon as they they hit the ground, they're bouncing right back and trying to level off a, a ball handler. And it's just a different way of thinking. So I don't know if there's one perfect way. I think really what matters is you do what you believe will fit into your defensive philosophy the best way possible. But the fact of the matter is you need to find a way to contest shots and whatever that looks like. do that.
0: Do you have any kind of suggestions for drills or other ways of reinforcing closeouts for your team?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's important to to drill closeouts, and obviously you need to work on your technique, and again, whatever technique you're teaching, um, you can do simple things like lane line closeouts, three-man closeouts, partner closeouts. Uh, Just a drill technique, what your footwork looks like, what your balance needs to look like, what your body positioning needs to look like, what your hands need to be doing, what the communication looks like. That's all really important. And you know, there's not really a whole lot you can do with that. But what we try and do with closeouts is just to implement them in every single thing we do. So if we're doing a shell drill, if we're doing a five-on-five drill, if we're doing whatever it is, really emphasizing closeouts and making sure we're holding guys accountable to doing that at a high level. And obviously the more you can chart things, the more you can show Film to guys, hey, this is what your positioning was like on this closeout, and this is why you got blown by, and this is why you know. Really talk through and show them on film what's going on. I think that's the best way to reinforce your closeouts. Is talk about them a lot, show them on film what they look like, and just make sure the fundamentals are being done and being taught consistently throughout every drill you do in practice.
0: Coach, why don't you let people know where they can find you and connect with you on social media and on the web? Yeah, I would love to to talk with you guys more about.
1: You know, defense or closeouts or any questions you have, and would love for you to follow me on social media. My handle is at Coach Wingreen, and that's good for for Instagram, for Twitter, Snapchat, whatever it is. But at Coach Wingreen, and then if you also want to check out uh, my website. It's www.coachwingreen.com. And I usually try and blog, do some plays. I haven't been as consistent with that lately, but I've really been trying to write some stuff and just get some thoughts down to share and try and grow with everyone. So would love if you checked out the website and followed me on Twitter or Instagram at Coach Wingreen. So
0: that'll do it for this episode. A big thanks to Coach Wingreen for sharing some great info on contesting shots. As always, if you have suggestions for topics, please don't hesitate to contact me. You can connect with me on Twitter at Tony W. Miller. Feel free to shoot me a message with questions, comments, or suggestions anytime. And before you move on to the next thing on your to-do list, be sure to hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you at the next time out.